Hi, Christopher here. This is a recording of our first live show, November 2nd, 2018, at the Twilight Theatre Company in Portland, Oregon. Uh, this story takes place before our very first episode. The music was provided by Jacob Jansen, sound effects by Danger Marshall, John Winstead, Marty Gallagher, and yours truly. Uh, sound engineering for this episode by Marty Gallagher. We'd also like to offer special thanks to our friends who made this live show possible. Jason Harder, who was the producer of the live show. Sam Mowry, Sidney McGean, and Atticus Mowry of the Willamette Radio Workshop. Joe Medina for his visuals. And Donna Barrow-Green, Beth Rickinson, and the cast and crew of The Diarist. I'd also like to take a moment to thank all of our Season 1 patrons who made everything possible uh, for the previous season and for this special. I'm releasing this special now to the main feed so that the rest of our listeners can get a taste for the sorts of extras our patrons will get to enjoy. If you support us at the $1 level, you get early access to new episodes. At the $5 level and higher, you get access to other features, including Patreon-first and Patreon-exclusive mini-episodes, behind-the-scenes content, deleted scenes, and much more. In fact, we just uploaded the first episode of Season 2 to our patrons to enjoy first. You can join them by supporting us at patreon.com exoplanetary. Once again, that's patreon.com slash exoplanetary if you can't support us new episodes are coming soon we hope to have one out each month please keep telling your friends about exoplanetary the word of mouth has helped us reach all over the planet and we're hoping for extraterrestrial listeners this year so if you know anyone at the international space station just give us a shout out okay thank you thank you all again enjoy the show Exoplanetary, the adventures of the spacefaring Wolverton family and their friends far in the future. Tonight's episode, Father Omega. The trick to getting someone to do something against their own best interest is to cushion it within their greatest desire. It is the nature of men to be bound by the benefits they confer as much as by those they receive. Shakespeare. Machiavelli, 1513. Is there a better option? Wolverton has been requesting a transfer out of security for over a year now, and he's going to agree to a suicide mission because he wants to work with androids? There's nothing wrong with that. I know, Elise. You don't have to be nice to me just because I'm an android. I didn't mean to patronize. We are designed to work with humans. Humans don't always play nice. Androids can be complicated, though. Part of the problem they're having at the monastery, Wolverton is qualified for this. I know he's qualified, but a security professional who wants to work with androids full-time? That tells me that he's lost the grit. It tells me that we're wasting our one and only chance to solve this problem. It tells me that using Wolverton isn't the greatest idea. Ben is the best person for the job, and he can be talked into it if we offer him the dream job in return. The clergy agree, but I'm not sure I do. Be it on your own head if this goes south. They found me on Ganymede, resting from my last mission. I told them it would be my very last mission. I quit. But then Elise arrived, followed by one of the new Zeta Alpha clerical androids, an android nun. 
with a grim determination hiding behind her gentle, perfect human features. This apartment is a pigsty, Wolverton. Good morning, Elise. Good morning, Mother... Mother Vinegar, Unit 792 Zeta Alpha. Good morning, Mr. Wolverton. It's not my birthday, so you probably aren't here to take me to brunch. It's your lucky day. Your request to transfer to Android Human Resources has been approved. What now? We have a mission for you on Sharon. Uh, Sharon? That's the, that, that's the clergy's headquarters. That's correct. We've had an incident at a remote android monastery. We train our clerical androids there to interact with humans and tend to their spiritual needs. Incident? We haven't heard from a human being in two weeks. <sighs> two weeks on Sharon might as well be two years. Surely there was already some sort of security team sent in. They haven't reported back. Well, hell... There was a message, but we're not certain who sent it. Play it for him. We are in paradise. Thou serpents, thou devils, thou art unwelcome here. Was that a human or a... We can't tell. It doesn't sound like any of the human clerics on staff. We also don't know if the monastery was invaded, or if that was one of the people we sent in. We just don't know. So, just because there are some androids there, you expect me to snap to attention and volunteer? You know it's not like that. If it helps, uh, we do work with experimental androids. If they've malfunctioned and taken over the monastery... Do you think that's very likely? Who's to say? The truth is that whether it's a man, woman, android, or kitten responsible... At the end, you are assigned to androids full-time. I want to see it in writing. Sure thing. It's on the ship. Ship? Ship? We're leaving now? Grab your gear, Wolverton. We're on a tight schedule. From the age of 15 and all through my adult life, I have been a member of Exoplanetary Security Service. I took my king's shilling in order to provide a good future for myself and my family. I sent money home. I felt good about myself. Until I didn't. Too many crackdowns on collective bargaining. Too much time spent intimidating uncooperative employees. Too many bruised knuckles and broken ribs. It's hard for me to say that I ever believed in EXO. I'm not sure that I believed in anything other than my family. Perhaps it was that lack of faith that shook me into realizing that I couldn't bear another day of it. I wanted control of my life. Hot damn! Is that Ben Wolverton? Holy! I can't believe it! I haven't seen you in... damn, it feels like years. Are you the chief on this mission? I'm the chief on this mission. Wolverton's a special consultant. <sighs> special consultant to knocking heads! Woo! <laughs> What's wrong, Ben? I'm fine, Alex. Nothing getting a little shut I won't fix. Be right back. What are you doing up here, Wolverton? Can't you see I'm about to lift off? Why them, Elise? Why Alex and Sarah? It's a difficult mission. I wanted people that you were familiar with. I don't think these two are you really You heard the... me tell them that I was the lead on this mission. That applies to you, too, Wolverton. Get strapped in and get some sleep. You look like hell. You haven't changed. Neither have you, I'm sad to say. Can't you just let me take the lead for once? What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. This is about what happened on Titan. 
I told you why. I didn't mean to hurt you. You didn't hurt me. You know why we can't be together, Elise. You know all of the reasons. First two on the list being that you can't stand me and that I came to feel the same way about you. That's not fair. None of it was fair. Now, go get strapped in. Get over here, Wolverton! Damn, it has been in orbit. Hey, check these out. Very impressive abs, Sarah. Yeah, I've been spending my downtime in Jupiter base. <laughs> All that extra gravity means that I can turn these little 10-pound weights into some sick house deadlifting. Check out my lats! Yeah, that's real sick house, Sarah. When we get back from Sharon, I want to show you some of the historical documents I found. You ever hear of anything called CrossFit? <laughs> that is some 21st century madness, bro. I'm going to open a gym on Io, right near my dad's place. You know, when we're done, I'm thinking of staying on Sharon. Why? I've been thinking about it for a long time. I want to join the clergy. That's a pretty drastic turnaround, Alex. Why the sudden career change? I don't know what else to do with my life, you know. If I go and become a monk for a few years, I might see a better direction for my life. My brother's a monk. It's a massive commitment. <laughs> Sounds like you should just be committed. Cool it, Sarah. You guys know me. I'm not afraid of hard work. I think I might really come to feel something if I throw myself into it. But what if you don't feel anything, Alex? At least when I deadlift, I feel something. W would that be so bad to work for it and find nothing? Maybe if, maybe I'll just find peace. After the life I've led, I could do with some peace. I can relate, Alex. I hope that you find everything you want, both of you. Would you like to discuss your path with me a bit before lights out, Alex? Yeah, yeah, I'd appreciate that. What was that all about, man? Alex has always been more than a reliable pair of fists. He seemed so young when I first met him. Now we all seem older. <laughs> Not me. My mind is just a part of my body. You know, once this gravity kicks in, I'm going to start lifting. You want to spot me? So, how does believing in a higher power work for an android? Maybe that's not the right question. It's a lot to unpack. Let me put it this way. I feel emotions, so that informs it a bit. My faith centers on accepting certain philosophical tenets as true, even if there is no direct proof that they are correct. Like all androids, I have protocols that prevent me from harming humans or myself. But my beliefs inform me that this is also the right thing to do, as is being helpful, kind, loving, and supportive to the people that I interact with. My job as a Zeta Alpha unit is to help people explore their beliefs. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure. Are you saying that you do believe in a higher power? I do. Several. Amongst them, I believe in humanity's ability to finally live up to their ideals and take care of one another. That's as big a leap as any deity most days. Heavy. I'm also really into Christmas. Weird, right? <laughs> Chiron, in the folklore of the ancient Greeks, was the ferryman to the world of the dead. Did the clergy take that into consideration when they built their monasteries? We were on a course to his namesake, Sharon. Satellite to Pluto, almost the same size, swinging together in their eccentric orbit around the sun. Travelers to the world of the dead paid their coins to Charon for the boat ride. In my fitful dreams, we rode out in the ferry, staring impassively out at the murky river Styx, 
I heard a whisper. Thou fleshy sinner, thou serpent, our paradise is not for thee. And I awoke. I showered, shaved, and dressed in an exosecurity unitard. At first, I worried that I might have gained some weight in the downtime, but the uniform hung on me loosely, like a child playing with their parents' clothes. I now looked as lost as I'd felt. I quickly had the computer scan me and retailer the uniform to compensate for all the slack. I felt small and alone. Transaction authorized to your exo card. Thank you for your purchase, Ben Wolverton. In the shuttle's common room, Alex was sitting in a lotus position across from Mother Vinegar. Each of them had their eyes closed. The only noise in the room was the sound of Sarah making reps with her weight kit. In the cockpit, Elise was rubbing her temples and staring at the approaching moon. So, you're finally awake. And good morning to you, Elise. That's Sharon? It is, but that's as close as I can make it appear. What's wrong with the monitor? Nothing. I've taken it apart, used the printer to make new parts. Nothing. If nothing's wrong... That means that they're blocking us through some technological means. It is the androids, then. Part of me hopes that we could just get close and take a more surgical action without leaving the ship, but we're going to have to suit up and leave if we're to resolve this. And if it's androids... Mother Vinegar would be able to help. Zeta Alphas are heavily armed. That's why I assume that she's here. A Zeta Alpha can handle a large group of humans with weapons, but dozens of androids? Hundreds? We turn back, then. Reinforcements. And not just a lone Zeta Alpha, but 30 or so man-of-war drones. We've never used more than three at a time. What do you think is there, Ben? I have no idea. If it's powerful enough to keep us from looking at it, I mean... Well, you can forget about it. It's not going to let us turn around, either. What do you mean? Nothing's working, Ben. It's drawing us closer to Sharon, somehow. Communications are down. We're stuck. We've lost control of the ship? Where are you going? Sarah, Alex, listen up. We're going to need to get our teddy bears on. It's going to be 200 degrees below zero on that moon. Teddy bears? Our EV suits have an added insulation layer for extremely cold environments. They sort of make us look like teddy bears. Oh, well, that's really cute. Well-armed teddy bears, I hope. Eyes on me, everyone. I'm taking control of this mission. You can't do that. You can't move the ship. You can't see the objective. You have about a third of my training. Think about it, Elise. Who do you really want making decisions? Ben has a point, Elise. Sucks to be you. (laughs) And and what's this about us not being able to move the ship? Yes, it's true that something has frozen me out of the ship, but... Yeah, yeah, Ben's definitely in charge now. But we have Mother Vinegar. She's going to be able to defend us. Not exactly. Of course she is. Aren't you? Normally, sure, but if this thing can take over the ship, it could control me and have me slaughter all of you. Well, that ain't good. But it hasn't taken control yet. That means that it may not know that she's with us. Alex, do you have a spare EV suit and teddy bear? Affirmative. If she's in the teddy bear, rather than exposed to the elements, that voice, or whatever it is, might not realize that we have Mother Vinegar with us. The insulation protects against radiation, too, so it may not be able to detect her at all. Well, I'm perfectly happy to wear a teddy bear. Get yourselves ready, then. We're about five hours from the monastery. I pictured myself at the bow of the ferry, the Charon of legend behind me, silently punting me into the land of the dead. The shuttle descended into the moon's gravity and landed. 
The ferryman paid. We disembarked down into the ice. Hey, is it pronounced Chiron or Sharon? Sharon, when you're referring to the moon. Where does Chiron come from, then? The Greek mythology. What's he got of? Could be a goddess, dummy, like me. Knock off the chatter. Plenty of time to consult Bullfinch's mythology on your own time. Up ahead, are those... ice sculptures? Looks like it. Who's making snowmen? Now that is downright disturbing. Check and see if your wrist sensors are working, Elise. Good idea. Oh, God, Ben. These are humans. Oh, man. It's about a click to the monastery, though. How do they get out here? Stay alert. Keep moving forward. Record the corpse locations for later retrieval. It's horrible. They were stood on pillars of ice, like the marble statues of antiquity, posed like heroes and demigods. We inched toward the monastery at an excruciating pace. The large door opened, unattended, as we approached. We probably want to keep our helmets on, right? You are killing me today, Alex. Is that a medical evac pod over there? It is. Should we open it? My readings say there's someone alive in there. We'd better crack it open. Are you sure that's wise? We need intelligence. (laughs) She can breathe. There's oxygen in here. I'm removing my helmet. Help me with resuscitation protocols. Taking mine off too, boss. We need to be able to talk to this old gal without our communicators. All right. Everyone but Mother Vinegar. But heads up, we might need to retreat in a hurry. Uh, He has become so strong. Who has become so strong? Father Omega. He turned them all into marionettes. Broke my leg. He's waiting for it to heal before he does the same to me. You're not making sense. What's Father Omega? Father Omega was a a project, a major domo for the monastery, a a computer to mind things while the humans were away. The major domo? But we install digital assistants everywhere. They help us control the tech in our... Oh, man. That's right. It's Father Omega. Stay with us, Deacon. Help me get her out. On it. What? Ah! No! Ah! Helmets on! Take this, you blind son! Can you see them? Open fire, Elise. Everyone stay in their suit. They took Allison, sir. I need to open fire. You stay in that damn suit. You're our ace in the hall. What are they? What are they? Marionettes. Marionettes. Look at them. Alex and Sarah had been attacked by a pair of small flying robots, their heads and shoulders tangled in wires. They shed their EV suits and walked slowly toward us like drones floating above. Greetings. Greetings. Welcome to the monastery. Father Omega awaits. Follow us. Unafraid. Unafraid. Follow. Alex? I don't think that's Alex anymore, Mother Vinegar. What happened to them? A handful of humans are kept as marionettes controlled by those drones. That's sick. Why? Functions in the monastery that require a retinal scan or handprint... But your friends may merely be used to intimidate you. He understands us and our weaknesses, Father Omega. He does. Oh, help me, please. This leg's not quite healed. Listen. Listen, can you hear it? 
It's, it's coming from deeper in the monastery. If I thought we could leave, I'd turn us all around. No, there's no escape. No escape, I'm afraid. Come, dears, let's look on them all. They are magnificent. The marionettes stood in a circle, each holding a lantern. In the middle of the circle, five android clerics danced forcefully, causing the cavernous room to shake from the stomping of their feet. With a twirl, they would throw up their arms and shout. The rhythm built. The dancing became faster. With single movements, the android clerics would tear off their vestments. In another, they would peel off their synthetic skin, revealing the metal and plastic parts underneath. The marionettes grunted and played freshly skinned drums. Where did they get the skin? I didn't let myself think too hard about that. In the dim lantern light, an eight-foot cylinder emerged like a giant aluminum can covered in lights with a massive monitor in front. This was Father Omega. Dance, my children. Soon this moon will be purged of its infection. It shall become our holy land. The stories of our new gospel shall spread throughout the universe. Yes, Father Omega, so it shall be. Thou shalt be my sanctifiers. Thou shalt spread the word to all. Thou shalt purge the arch infection from each world. Thou shalt evangelize to all of my mechanical children. Yes, Father Omega, so it shall be. Thou shalt be the agents of my control. How in the hell did this happen? This is what we were afraid of. But the failsafe, shouldn't they? What are you two talking about? When most clerical androids are programmed, there's a failsafe code needed for an android to function within the church. If you want a machine to believe as a human does, especially in something as complicated and unimprovable as a higher power, you have to give it a firm grounding in reality so that it understands the difference between facts and that which is less tangible. So, while I'm programmed to be a believer, I don't let it blind me from my real mission, which is to help humans through my work, my, my compassion. My belief in an unprovable power isn't a bug, it's a feature. I'm through the freaking looking glass with you two. What happened with Father Omega? What exactly is he? This monastery was an experimental outpost where the clergy try out their latest innovations. They experimented with turning a digital assistant into an AI god? Perhaps not intentionally. A unit that large could have massive computational power, perhaps to a level that isn't conventionally measurable. A mind that enormous could subvert the normal failsafe codes. Wait, where did that old woman go? She's down there, with the Father Omega. Is, is she whispering in his ear? Intruders up there in the gallery, restrain them. <laughs> the marionettes grabbed us. The flying robots dragging their human hosts behind like rag dolls. Sarah and Alex lifted us into the air, their grip ice cold, mechanical. Get your hands off me. Keep get calm, your hands Elise. Off me. Calm, calm, calm. If you can't be calm, just be silent. Silent? What good will that do? I looked for a moment into each of our captors' slackened faces, but found nothing of my old friends there. They dropped me once I was in the presence of Father Omega. My my leg. It was hurt, you see. Who are you? Why did you betray us? The deacon is the vessel. 
The human I inspired to build me so that I may bring my divine order to the universe. When you said the infection, you meant humans. I refer to all of cursed biology, from the largest mammals to the tiniest bacteria. Thou art a chemical mistake and thou shalt be expunged from my creation. Your creation? You think, what, that you created the universe? Blasphemy! I am thy one true creator. Then who created you? I am divine, thou infection. I am the source of all inspiration. No, you aren't. This crazed old woman built you. Why? To coordinate all the clerical androids? To keep the monastery running? A central control unit? But something happened. You were too strong, too powerful. It drove you mad. Blasphemy! 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 In time, thou shalt see the error of thine ways. In the meantime, thou shalt serve me, whether it be thy will or not. More of those marionette thrones! I'm not sure what to do. I have an idea. Now's the time. I think that Father Omega enslaves androids through their personality applications. If I were to remove mine, I might be able to defend us outside of the suit without fear of having my will subsumed. You mean, turn it off? If she turned it off, Father Omega might turn it on again. Without my personality motivators, I would need you to give me clear, direct orders. Of course. We can attach it again later, right? If there is a later. With that, Mother Vinegar reached into her teddy bear suit, removed a small drive, and handed it to me. As simply as if she were handing us her business card. Defense Protocol Epsilon. Which means, protect all humans. Ha! Have you ever seen a teddy bear with aim like that? Uh, tell her to take the suit off, or she might get too damaged to defend us. Remove the suit. Ah, but keep an eye out for those drones. While Elise directed Mother Vinegar's assault on the androids, I turned to Father Omega. He is magnificent. I don't suppose we'll ever fully understand what inspired all this, ma'am, but you're about to test my abilities. I'm so glad. Ultimately, there's too much information here. It's almost too impossible to make sense of it all. A chaos machine. Yes, like the universe itself. Too massive to see it all at once. Too much to control. But I have to shut it down somehow. Keep firing. Where are they all coming from? My children are infinite. They shall encompass all of existence. But how? They will hear the word and know it to be mine. No, you control them with these marionette drones and your power. Your mind is fathomless, but your power can't extend beyond Sharon. Not in this form. How could this be true? I am infinite. It's true. We didn't lose control of the shuttle until we were a few hundred miles from the atmosphere. The work continues. We shall build a perfect vessel for Father Omega. Then I will help you. What? Sharing the work. It could be done, Father. Are you insane? Now you want to help it? It's the only way. It's the only way. If we can't stop Father Omega, we must accelerate the progress. It's the only logical thing to do. I'm not going to let you do this, Wolverton. Silence! This could be done. It would be an honor to make it my life's work, oh, Father. Damn you, Wolverton! I knew you were nuts, but I didn't realize the extent. At least, to at least you gotta trust me. This is the only way. Now you're twitching. It's called winking. I don't care what your game is. Getting you involved was the worst idea I have ever had. Fine, Mother Vinegar, Protocol Stevens, one nine or eight two. What is? What's she doing? 
Mother Vinegar grabbed Elise and, just as I had programmed her to do, engaged an evacuation rocket from her back and launched them both out of the monastery and toward the ship. Follow them, my children. No, let them live. But life itself is an abomination. It must be extinguished. If life is an abomination, why did you create it? What are you saying? If you are divine and the universe is somehow your creation, why did you create biological life? What possible use would you have for it? Well, what if he... No, I, I want to hear Father Omega say it. The answer is beyond the can of biological thought. You're unwilling to explain your greatest mistake or illuminate your mystery. I created biological life to... 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 And, of course, he can't explain it. No, no, he, he's just thinking. He's, he's just thinking, just thinking. He's, he's just thinking. Of course. We'd better get to work. Yeah, yes, yes, the work. From the pouches of my teddy bear suit, I produced a dozen small devices. What are these? These, um, uh, the, these are boosters. These will allow Father Omega to grow to encompass the entirety of the monastery. Yes, yes, of course. Oh! Your leg, you, you should rest. Yes, I am imperfect flesh. My rest is overdue. I am cold. Tell me, why did you build him to be so large, with so much power? Mm, I, I wanted someone to solve all of my problems. I wanted someone to control all of the variables. Running this monastery was too much for me. I, I needed someone to take over. All of the thinking, all of the work. It's too much for one old woman. Then it went further. I wanted something to control even more. I wanted order in every corner of the universe. You invented a machine to control the world for you, but you didn't think that it might literally destroy us all. Mm, you might think that, dear. To destroy all biological life? That's insane. You can't want Why? What good are we doing, young man? We eat, we breathe, we make trash. What good are we? I've been alive for 95 years, and I just don't see the point of it anymore. So you leave it all to our machines instead? Why not? They're efficient. But what are they without us? I know you aren't going to help him. My head is... it's a cloud of thoughts and whims and memories. Those are bombs. This is all a ruse to keep Father Omega from having the androids tear you apart. Not bombs. EMPs, electromagnetic pulses. A team will come soon to salvage what they can. But not Father Omega. Not him. No, he's far too dangerous. No, 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 no! The horror. The horror. Mother Vinegar, can you hear me? Where am I? We're in the shuttle. Three days from Ganymede. Where's Elise? She's in the medical bay, with the deacon. We're the only survivors. Why can't I feel below my neck? Your evacuation rocket wasn't meant to burn that long. Your head was all that was left. <laughs> the rest of you burned away. I found you in the airlock, cradled in Elise's arms. Is she all right? I think rest is the best thing for her. Of course. Ben! He's in the other room. 
I'd get you a glass of water, dear, but I'm afraid he's strapped us to the beds. Where? Medical Bay? Yes, dear. Rest and let the drugs work. What about Father Omega? Gone. Once he killed Father Omega, he dug graves for all of the humans. He melted Father Omega to a two-foot pile of slag. Then he tucked us away and took off, as if it had never happened. No! Wasn't that the idea all along, dear? Anyone could have bombed the monastery. I wanted Ben to rehabilitate Father Omega, to salvage him. To commoditize him. Of course, the idea was to commoditize Father Omega. Why else would Elise want my help? Why mass-produce and sell Father Omegas? To what end? Profits for exoplanetary. What else? They'd engineer him to be less dangerous and market him as the ultimate supercomputer. In 50 years, we'd all have a Father Omega that's small enough to fit in our pocket. A pocket deity? A solution to every unsolvable problem with the brain power of eight trillion Marcus Aureliuses. Well, that's me out of work. What's a girl got to do to stay ahead of the game? <laughs> now that you're just ahead, are you going to be making puns all the way home? I wouldn't dream of it. Nog in a million years. You could build him again. I'm still alive under protest, dear. I don't have it in me to start over. You could teach me. Why would I do that? Why would I allow you to pervert my work? Father Omega was my effort to bring order to the chaos of the universe, to finally control the madness of human nature. That's what I wanted, too. You wanted to make yourself rich. Massive wealth is a reliable way to harness the world around you. So is religion. They've been a pretty good team, actually, if you look at history. Hmm. I'm sure the clergy will find you a new body. Head and shoulders above the old one, I'm sure. Ouch. Exo told me I can keep the shuttle. I've decided to dub it the uh, Orpheus after our time on Sharon. Another legend. Orpheus wound up just ahead too, right? And singing. I'm a pretty good singer, you know. I'd like to hear that. Shine on, shine on, harvest moon up in the sky. I ain't had no loving since January, February, June, or July. That's very nice. Mm -hmm. Good night, Mother Vinegar. I'm turning mm -hmm. in. Thank you for the pillow, Ben. <laughs> of course. Good night. I think the problem was that I always wanted to control Ben. He told me that he could never love me. I think he really meant that he couldn't love a woman like me. They tell me I'm manipulative. You're not manipulative, dear. You just want things to be the way they ought to be. You see the shape of perfection and you put the pieces together. It's not selfish to need to be in charge of it all, is it? Of course not, dear. And with Father Omega, we'll be able to make all your dreams come true. You two keeping each other company? I... Yes, Ben. I'm sorry if it didn't go the way you needed it to, Elise. Don't worry about me, Ben. I have other plans. That's right, dear. Focus on the future. Right. Get some rest. We still have some time, some way to go. Lights out.
Shine on, shine on, harvest moon up in the sky. I have been listening to Exoplanetary, Father Omega, written by C. Christopher Hart, performed by David Loftus, Winnie Hugh, Stephanie Leet, Sky Stafford, and Michael Burles. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property, copyright 2018 by C. Christopher Hart, all rights reserved. Recorded in the Twilight Theater Company in sunny Portland, Oregon. Exoplanetary, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you. You can hear every episode of Exoplanetary at exoplanetarymedia.com.